I mean, I'm picturing this guy like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. No, and then I met him a week later. Had not had a full face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man of the year. Man of the year. Man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country as featured on the Today Show. I'm Aaron Cairo. I'm Matt Ritter. Man of the Year is brought to you by Mizzen and Main Performance Apparel. Use code Man of the Year for $35 off any purchase of $125. That's Mizzen, M-I-Z-Z-E-N and Main.com. Check them out, guys. Support us. Support them. Matt, since we last recorded, something kind of small happened. Mm. You had your first child. I have a baby boy. You get a boy. You yeah, get, a boy. get a boy. Welcome to the world. Brenner Israel Ritter. We love the little man. Congratulations, buddy. Mazel tov. Ah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Life is amazing. And I am on the road to making dad friends and replacing you like I've always wanted. Oh, wow. We, we, we segued right into oh, the pod. Oh, we not? Not oh, even we... just like, how you doing? Hey, <laughs> lad, just like. This is my first Father's Day. Wow. Yeah, happy Father's Day. He didn't get me anything. Oh, he showed up. Brenner. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get me. Just didn't get me anything either. Well, she made me a baby. She made you a baby. Yeah, it's pretty good. How are you feeling? How was, how was the birth? You know what? It was eventful. Yeah. Like you want your hospital stay to be uneventful. Mm -hmm. It was not that. It was stressful for many reasons. I mean, Jess ended up having to do C-section. The baby had to go to the NICU. Thank God he's totally fine now, but like not even remotely according to the plan. She was what, 43 weeks pregnant or something? Yeah, she was, I mean, she was way overdue. I literally never heard of that. She was in a, yeah, I guess she was in her 42nd week. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, yeah, no, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was. She was late. It's. They say it's pretty common for first-time mothers to actually be late because the hospital stay was a bit eventful, and you were there sort of longer. Five days. I found myself as the like best friend liaison. Yeah, which I really haven't done. I don't think where our buddies, who was just as very nice of them, were like, I don't want to bother Matt. Yeah. Like, you know, you were updating like two threads, but it was pretty tight, pretty yeah. tight circle. Well, there was just a lot going on that wasn't great. So I was like, yeah. I'm not really focused on chit-chatting. Yeah, which is you know, rare I love for to chit -chat. Yeah, if I'm not chit-chatting, it's because we have more serious So people things. were reaching out to me and then I had to use my best judgment of how much information do um, I give out? Yeah. Like, how dilated is she? I know, it's very personal. It is very personal. Yeah, I got a lot of texts, like how many centimeters, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least those are texts to you. I'm yeah. a third party. Oh my God, she got to six for the record. That was it, she couldn't get past six. Oh, I thought you meant she got for six for the all-time record. No, 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 no. Okay. six centimeters. What is it supposed to be? Halfway, 10. You have to be at least 10. I, I don't know, the whole thing, it just, it feels very haphazard. They're like, yeah, we don't, first we're gonna start you on these pills that'll, you know, hopefully loosen up your, cervix and you know we'll do that four hours and then you just wait and they go it hasn't worked we'll try it again another four hours it hasn't worked try it again. i'm like are we gonna like mix it up and then like you just have random shift workers flipping over so there's like a midwife that comes in and then a whole new person comes in and for whatever reason i don't know if they're short staffed or that's just par for the course nobody has any idea what has been previously said they don't look at your chart I don't know what's good. They're like, oh, hey, so you're having twins, right? It's like, no. <laughs> like, oh, you're oh, you're like 12 centimeters dilated. We're good. No. Like everything. Everything is wrong. Like every, every, every time somebody would come in, they'd be like, so uh this is for the organ donation. What are we here for? <laughs> like, what the hell are you? You have to advocate for yourself. Yeah, you really do. Um, no, but the hospital was great. Everybody was great. I'll say this. The best friend thing that happened during the uh ordeal was that our friend Jeff really hooked me up. 
he let me know that our friend Robin, that he's really close with, yeah. is a nurse. She only works one day a week at Cedars, happened to be there the day that we really needed her. Yeah. And so she, we requested her and she came in and she went way above and beyond. Long story short, we ended up going with the C-section because it was many days of just trying and it wasn't working and she was really having a meltdown, understandably. And just a lot of things didn't go the way we wanted them to go. And I, you know, we've all talked about it and we're like, listen, if you're going to do the C-section, we now still have our doctor here and Robin is here and she's willing to stay later for them to do the C. I'm like, you're going to feel much better knowing you have the A-team and like a comforting face yeah. in the room for this very stressful thing. So that was huge. So thank you, Robin. And thank you, Jeff, for making that connection. I mean, it is really interesting because we talk a lot about your friend's role. I don't know how much we've talked about sort of the, like when your friends have a guy. Yeah. You know, like a girl you, here, a girl. Yeah. Well, but you know, you need a, you know, Oh, you got an accident. I've got a car guy. You need tickets. Like talk to my guy. People didn't even understand that I had a girl. Like they're like, what do you mean? You, you knew the nurse. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, no, literally like she's one of our best friends, like really close friend. And like, you know, we're like friends with her, you know, friendly with her. It was like, Oh, you, you know her? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. We hung out like, you know, multiple times okay. over the years. I yeah, hadn't yeah, seen yeah. her, probably hadn't seen her in a few years. Right. Not like, inner circle or anything, but right. it was like, we know each other, you know, we're hugging when we got there. Yeah. It was just like, holy shit. We have a, we had, we got a guy. So great hookup. Great hookup. I got a nurse at Cedars. At Cedars for yeah. the day. And she only works one day a week. She just, just so happened. The great, great time. Isn't that. she like the head nurse or something? Yeah. I think she's one of the head ones. But yeah. So she has three kids. So she's now yeah. not right. there that frequently, but That's so great. she really was like giving us extra care. Cause I think they were a little short staffed too. So it just felt like that was like a total sea change when she showed up. It was like, oh, the cavalry has arrived. So uh, you just gave birth to your first, your first child. I want to bring it back to me for a second. <laughs> uh, when I mean, you obviously had no idea that I was liaising no. with everybody, and I was also somewhat I don't want to say nervous. We talked about it in a previous episode yeah. uh, when our our buddy Brian gave birth, and I I posted on Facebook oh, before yeah. they did. Now this wasn't that situation, but I was like, oh, you have to be careful. Yeah, like who they want to know what, but I was kind of like, they're only really good friends who were reaching out. Yeah. And I was just like dispensing the information. Then I would say, okay, now you can reach out yourself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, you, you were like, here's the line. Now I will usher you in. Yeah. The door's closed. Yeah. I'll, I'll let a few of you in. Right. So I was- I You're was, the doorman for the whole- Yeah. But it was interesting that it, was the, it wasn't like you appointed me. It was just assumed, which I was like proud. I, I will say the, the nicest, sweetest thing was, so Aaron hid his gift in the podcast studio, like a little Easter egg. And uh, do we have it in here? Oh, yeah. oh my God. So we've got it right here. So he, if, you're, if you're going to our YouTube page, you can see this. He made a mini trophy that says Brenner Ritter 2023 Baby of the Year, but he hid it in the studio and we weren't supposed to find it until after the birth, right? Yeah. So we found it. I left a note that says do not open till after birth. Right. So we found it because we were cleaning out the studio because the, the nurse was going to be staying here. And so we brought it to the hospital and we did end up opening. I think we ended up opening it before the birth, but it was like while we were waiting for 48 hours for delivery and Jesse just started bawling when she got it. So it was very, very sweet. And it was, and we took pictures dangerously. Like he's like a newborn baby. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like sticking a hard metal object. Like, <laughs> like, an Picture's inch, great. like an inch away from his head. Yeah. And I kept making Jesse like move her hand out of the way and like, if he shifted over, like, I'm like, I'm going to scar this kid with the trophy. Yeah. And I brought the trophy to the hospital and they were like, people were losing their shit. You bought shit. the real trophy. Oh my God. I'm carrying yeah. this thing in the hallways and 
all the nurses are like, what is this? I gave them the whole spiel. They're like, nobody's ever brought a trophy to the hospital. I love like that. that before. Love that. Yeah. Two funny things that happen at the hospital. One is they tell you to get some sleep, but for whatever reason, I know everybody has had the same experience. Every hour on the hour, somebody has to come in and fiddle with something in your room for no reason. Like 1 a.m. Yeah, I just wanted to press this random button. <laughs> 2 a.m. I just wanted to see, were one of those fluorescent lights working? I just want to <laughs> yeah. see if it changed. Three. Uh, did you guys need any stamps? Like <laughs> four o'clock. Uh, hey, we wanted to take your breakfast order. Like 5 a.m. Hey, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm like, come on. Are you, where are you sleeping? She's sleeping in a bed. Yeah. The husband gets a chair. Okay. Jeff warned me about this. He goes, I'm already praying for your back. But why do they do that? They want men to not feel like they're part of By it. By the way, also- the, They want us to get divorced. Yeah. Also, the, the same-sex partner. Yeah. The, par the, partner the partner gets the chair. The partner gets the chair. But, 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 <laughs> but like, it's 2023. They have- The partner gets <laughs> the chair. Yeah. And like, it leans back, but it's like, come on. Does it, does it, is it a full lean? Like a it's like an almost full lean. Oh, that's even worse. You yeah. Go all the way back, like business class. I, it's all, it's, I guess you could say it's a full lean, but it's not yeah. flat because it's like a lazy boy. So like just the oh. curvature of it is, it's just a disaster. Yeah. So I did that for five nights. Five nights? Yeah. I mean, I'm in like traction. You know, what is traction? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Traction. I think that's when your legs are. Yeah. Running. I need to be in traction <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Oh shit. It was five nights. I'm like, that. I'm like sneaking Jesse's Oxycon. Yeah. You know, cause <laughs> she's on it for the yeah, C-section. Yeah. I mean, she can't move at all. Have you tried one? No, I'm kidding. Okay. But I should. Yeah. Should, I, I have the hall pass for Yeah, that. but you have an addictive personality. Yeah. I'll be munching these things. <laughs> He'll be fucking munching. They gave her fentanyl too. Really? Yeah. And we were like, is this the like fentanyl fentanyl? And they're like, no, no, no. This is not the street fentanyl. This is like the pure shit. That shit's scary. Yeah. I was like, give me some. <laughs> oh, so this is like the stuff that won't kill you? <laughs> gives you the same high? Like, I want me once the fendi. That's the kind of thing you kind of forget that like it actually is medicine that some people actually right. use. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how it was discovered, right? right. It wasn't like somebody on the street was cutting <laughs> up and sorting it and they're like, hey, we can also give this to pregnant women. <laughs> we can also right. give this to, to pregnant women to calm them down, right. to get their cervixes dilated. Right. Oh, the God. whole, I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, and then the NICU thing was very, very stressful. And a lot of people have had, I, you know, people texting me afterwards, like I've had, my kids in the NICU it was very nice. All the friends who texted, like, I think that's the really nice thing of friendship was when people know you're stressing about something that they've gone through and they just shoot you a nice, like we had a lot of nice notes. Like I'm here if you need me, this is really stressful. Cause like Jesse didn't get to see Brenner for 24 hours, wow, which is like kind of crazy, you know? So she has a C-section. They put him out on the table and he is oxygen wasn't, uh, his levels weren't right. And you had water in his lung, which is apparently very common for C-sections. They had so they had to put tubes in. They like whisked him off, and now I'm like, so "Did you ever see him? Did you?" Hold so him? I did. No. So I, I was like, "Jesse, what should I do?" Like, meanwhile, wasn't she un unconscious? No. Wait, what? She's conscious. Oh, I didn't know that. While they are opening her up on Wait, the table. Wait, a C-section? You're conscious? Conscious, awake, alert. We were we were playing music. We were playing Paul Simon and singing to each other. Like I just stared her right in the eyes, and like we were just like talking to each other, so she would not focus on the fact that like she's just splayed out. So anyway, they put the baby on the table behind her. So I was told, do not look at what's going on inside of her. Oh, but God. the baby was on the table by her feet. So then when they were about to whisk him off to the NICU, I turn around and I'm like, yes, oh God. I looked at There's no sheet up? The sheet is up from her neck. So she can't see it. I'm at her feet now. So I am looking back at the inside. Oh God. So I, 
like you know in movies when they show like the gates of hell being opened. <laughs> that's what. That's what I, like people are like what did it look? I mean, it looked like like I don't even know what I saw. I don't even know what I was looking at. <laughs> I literally know nothing about anatomy. I was like, I don't even know if these are pieces that should stay in her or that they're taking out of her or that they're putting back in her or like I just don't know what I saw. Can you? Don't, don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just can, don't look. Could you? Could can you like ever unsee it? No. Just that, I'm telling you, gates of hell, like PTSD level. So anyway, so then I was like, baby, what should I do? She's like, go with him. So I ran off with him to the NICU because I did not want to be without him. But Dude, I was, was also, he crying? Yeah, he comes out blue and he's crying. But yeah. then like they stuck a tube down his throat. So yeah. now I was like immediately like yeah. I'm freaking out. Go upstairs and then like they're like he's gonna be okay. We just this is very normal. I'm like, please just talk me through everything that's happening. It's, it's insanely stressful, you know, like, is my baby going to live? Right. Uh, and then Jesse's downstairs and I'm like, she's having a major surgery. So I'm like, I got to go check on my wife. I don't know when to do that. They're like, trust us. He's okay. You can check on her. Yeah. So I like ran down to check on her to make sure she's alive. And like, yeah. you know, he's like, this were, is you, crazy. were you running? Running down yeah. the halls and they're not on the same floor. Okay. So I'm like scrambling. I'm like, oh are, you, are you wearing a full like shower cap yeah, and shit. Yeah, so I have yeah. to wear the whole thing because I'm in the surgery. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you can see these. I'm wearing, Cairo's going to hate this. Oh, no. I, I'm wearing uh, my slippers. I did this deliberately for you. Were these slippers all over the hospital? They're called house slippers. The operative word is house, Matt. You can't wear house slippers to a disgusting hospital. I know. Should I, should I throw these away after this pod? Just don't wear them in... By the way, this sweater, I, would, I don't wear in the house. This is only for my... Only leave the house and go to the podcast. I knew you would hate that. I just yeah. walked all over the hospital with, these, with these hush puppies. Oh, God. They yeah. do look pretty comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's really great. I'm, yeah. I, I just, yeah. So anyways, it was very traumatic, but we're all good now. But yeah. it was like, it is nice to have friends text you and be like, you know, this is similar. You're not alone. That's the thing. You don't want to feel like, oh, is something that's happening to me right now in my family, like a very rare situation? Because you just don't know. I uh, I texted you. I said, uh, I think it might have been on the phone. I said, can I come visit? And you were like, no. Yeah. I was like, absolutely not. Like, I know. Because I actually was picturing a much more pleasant. I, I had this stupid joke to Jess. I was like, we're going to be out in four hours. Oh, God. So stupid. I'm yeah. like, Jesse, have I ever been wrong? Yeah. And then I kept saying it. And then everybody was making fun of me after the doctors were like, oh, how's that four-hour prediction? Going? Right. Five days later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when, when I visited Jeff in the hospital for both his kids, laid back, they're hanging oh, out. Oh, you, you came in like the yeah. day after? Yeah. Yeah, it's different when the kid goes to NICU. But then I also was like, I didn't want people to be too stressed because once I kind of like deduced that he's going to be okay in my texts because the pictures had him with the tubes in. Yeah. I was like, trust me, he's going to be okay. I wasn't right. sure how that was like. Were you guys like, oh shit, what's going on? I don't think I saw pictures with tubes. Oh. Did I? Oh, maybe I did. Yeah. I don't think I just thought it was normal, normal, normal stuff. Yeah. So I looked into the... Gates. <laughs> uh, Should I have posted one of those baby pictures? Oh my god! You actually went off social media for. That's why people were texting me like, "Matt hasn't posted. Is everything okay?" Yeah. No, it wasn't right. right. Wasn't. Well, this is even before you get the C section. You were just like, "Well, Jesse was really struggling in the hospital." Yeah. You know, it's just that's just not fun. So I had this whole plan to make all these dad friends in the hospital. Yeah. I actually met a guy who's an actor. He's like pretty well known. Yeah. Met him the week before our because. Our wives were both a week late. So I knew he was going to be in the hospital. I had this whole plan to like be buddies with him, like watch the Knicks game on my phone together in the yeah. hallway. And then like, oh, oh, and hey, no it. friend, no friends. Made. <laughs> I mean, it is cool. Like we, we've been friends since the day we were born like, yeah. for the kids. Yeah. I'm planning on reaching out to him on Insta DM. 
Is that aggressive? I don't know him. Tell me like, who it is and we can bleep it. Oh, we'll bleep it? Yeah. Do you know who is? No. Yeah, exactly. He's just like on a lot of pilots and stuff. He's in the Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know that guy. Sure. And then I had this other guy who, so our wives actually live on the same street, lives up the block, just so happened, same birthday. Yeah. So these could be the, the people. I met them at the park the week before and the husband didn't want to meet me because he had fallen and smashed his face somewhere. Usually that's like a drunken injury. Yeah. And you make something up. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Because they were also talking about a sports bar they like in the neighborhood. Uh -huh. They're like, we should all bring our kids, which I liked. I'm yeah. Like, we'll just all bring our kids to the sports bar in the neighborhood. Great. I mean, just don't let yeah. Gary go there because obviously he's a drinker. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was a little weird. Like, he yeah. Did, he, he, I was, she said she was trying to get him to come say hi to me in the park and he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm picturing this guy like Fanny the Opera. <laughs> yeah. No, and then I met him a week later. Had not had a full face. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> full face. Full face. I love that. And now a word from our sponsor. So our new sponsor, Matt, is Mizzen and Main Performance Apparel. And what I love is that their shirts are moisture wicking. You love that wick. We've discussed John that. Wick and Moisture Wick, your two Matt, favorite wicks. Matt, you need to be wicked. Oh, I, I need this in You're my life. You're a sweaty, sweaty I'm baby. I'm a sweaty, I hate being on the golf course and completely sweating through everything. But Mizzen and Main is like golf gear, but comfortable. It's actually used by PGA pros. Shout out Sepp Straka and Mackenzie Hughes. So if it's good enough for the pros, it's good enough for you and your schlub friends. Come on. <laughs> You're not schlubs. Non-schlubs. We love you. We love you. We love, we love all bodies. Yeah. But it's good to go out with your bros wearing comfortable gear. So go to mizzenandmain.com and use promo code MAN OF THE YEAR for $35 off any purchase of $125 or more. That's mizzenandmain, M-I-Z-Z-E-N and main. And we're back. So now you're home. Yeah. And you're enjoying fatherhood. Yeah. You're going to enjoy Father's Day. Well, as we say, my new tagline, I made this up. If you can't make friends, make friends. Yeah, you have a new I best friend. Made a little friend. Our buddy Brian bought us uh, matching jerseys. Now, so now he's got a little Knicks jersey and Mets jersey. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a, he told me that was a great, great gift. gift. He got you every team for every season yeah. in the sizes. I know. So now I'm going to be wearing exact same gear. I have like a, a twin. That's great. Although he looks just like my wife. Mm, so he's a, he's a, he's an attractive, he's he's much attractive better looking boy. Than me, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to start making this whole other group of people have been telling me, Hey, Cairo, just so you know, Matt's going to like, I know people have been telling me <laughs> <laughs> like he's going to have this new group of friends. He's not going to be around as much. And I'm like, Great. Great. I mean, no, no matter what, you've trapped me in, in this studio. I know. I know. I'll see him when yeah, I see him. Yeah, you'll see him every week. No matter yeah. what, you'll see me once a week. Yeah. But I've also never been the kind of person who's been like, oh, I haven't seen, like, what's up, man? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you feel objectively that our friends who have had kids already, yeah. your relationship has changed with them? Because I think that'll be indicative of how our relationship, you have a roadmap. I mean, it's definitely a little bit, but I would say like our friends are pretty good about being social even with the kids. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not available as much, not around as much, yeah. but I also just like, that's, that, that's fine. Like, do you have a whole set of other people? Uh, yeah. I got plenty of yeah. backups. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, they're all moving to Sherman Oaks. Yeah. What's that all about? The Valley. I'd never see you again. Yeah. I'd never. No, we'll see. Sherman it. Oaks does seem I, like the hot spot. It's the hot spot. It's the hot spot. Yeah. A lot of our friends have moved to Sherman Oaks. Yeah. I mean, it seems great. I them. like, I like the idea that they're all moving to the same general yes. vicinity. Yes. I like I like neighborhood friends, but friends that you already knew before. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I like. You know, I guess our podcast is about making friends, but I, I don't like. You know, you're going to be making friends in your 40s. Good friends, theoretically. Yeah, but just as importantly, this podcast is about maintaining friendships. So I'm yeah. already kind of like, okay, so how do I intentionally continue to tweak my current relationships in light of the fact that my priority is now my son? Right. I mean, I one thing I will say from the single friendless people, oftentimes the parents assume we don't want to be involved. That's not always the case. I think that's fair. And yeah, talk more about that because I think maybe our audience needs to hear that. You know, some of it is with birthday parties. And by the way, it's kind of a dealer's choice. Sometimes I'm like, wait, why am I being invited to this one-year-old birthday party? But sometimes I'm like, oh, great. That sounds like fun. It depends sort of what it is, how I'm feeling. So you think that like we should going forward and parents should invite the single friends to the kids' birthdays. And I, I think most of them do or do not. By the way, single, kid, it could also be kidless. Right. Um, I think it definitely depends. We have, I know I have some friends who are like, I don't like kids. I don't want to be at a right. birthday party. Cause I feel like I've been getting invited to a lot of them before we had kids. And I was always like, am I even supposed to go? Is this even like a legit invite? Is this like, cause then like, sometimes I feel like our friends would be like, you don't want to come. It's just a bunch of parents. That's what I always would hear. Right. You don't want to come. It's just our bunch of our parent friends from school. So maybe it's like one of those things of like, then this party, like, Maybe they don't want you to come because it's like then they have to entertain you and they're talking to their parent people or do they want you to come? Like, I don't know what to, how to navigate My that. take is that usually they're more worried about you, the inv invitee. Right. I don't think they're worried about entertaining. Right. They're like, do we want to bring Caro and Matt and Jess here? It's going to be a bunch of screaming kids. Right. That depends what the party is. If there's also booze. Right. So my neighbor would always invite me. He's got three yeah. kids. He would always invite us before we had kids. He's yeah. like, well, he would say, if you want to see what your future looks like, right. which I love as a line of like, I'm inviting you to this thing because this is your future. Yeah. But he would also be like, we've got food, you know, you pop in if you want. Yeah. He would always say like, pop in because like, he was very clear of like, you're not going to want to stay at this thing a long time. I think it was me. If I was the parent, I think the move is always invite, err on the side of inviting. I mean, this is for your good friends. And then- just make sure they realize they're not obligated and what the party's going to be. Give them context. Right. That's it. And I don't think, right. I mean, that's the other question. Do you ever feel like you're obligated to go to a kid's birthday? Or you, you do? Like, if I mean, you're going to be obligated to every one of Brenner's parties. Uh, every single one. <laughs> I will say sometimes, listen, we talk about your friends are not mind readers. Our friend Lindsay invited me to her, uh, I think it was her daughter's three-year birthday party. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, she's got a lot of parent friends, a lot of kids. I don't know if this one is for me. And then she's like, no, 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 like you're expected to come, which was, I just, that was great. By the way, one of the, probably the best party I went to in 2023. Wow. She goes, oh, you've been to her, like, you know, her, her uh, in-laws place, great place, all out, like food was. It's, I mean, it's a choice venue. Choice. Choice. Thing, this was one of the best parties I've this been to. This is Shangri-La. But she told me, I honestly might not have gone because I was like, oh, it's like a kid's thing. I like that. Yeah. I respect her saying yeah. you're expected. But I didn't go. know. That's why we're doing this, right? So for our podcast listeners, I think we always say communication is key. So if you're a parent and you're inviting people who are not parents, well, first of all, decide whether you want to invite them. It sounds like from Cairo's perspective, a lot of the non-parents would rather be invited. Air on the side. But also, while you're inviting, set the expectation, right? So if you say, hey, you don't feel obligated to come, or we would really like you to come. An invi invitation doesn't necessarily even indicate that you're yeah. welcome, which is a weird thing. You would think the invitation 
in and of itself is the indication of we want you to come. Also, context of what the party is going to be. Right. Who's going to be there? Right. Fireball Adam. He just had a one-year-old birthday party at a brewery. Yeah. So that great. was like, okay. That was great. Yes, clearly. Venue, right. Yeah. If it's in your backyard and it's all parent friends, your kidless or single friends are just going to feel like, oh, I'm not sure this is for me. Yeah. So I think I already made a mistake not following our advice of trying to make my own dad friends versus just letting Jesse let me be friends with some random dad. So you're saying you wanted to be more intentional. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah. So this guy that I met ultimately at the park who ran away from the first time. The phantom. Yeah. The second phantom of the up. Second time I met him, I really liked him. Yeah. Didn't exchange numbers. The wives have been texting. Got it. Okay. We, we, we got along. We talked about sports. That's easily resolved. I know, but I was kind of surprised and disappointed in myself. Yeah. That in the moment I even didn't go, hey, well, I should just get your number. So we're not like relying on the wives to Got make it. plans. I mean, you also have to give yourself some, you're new at this. Yeah, I'm new. new. I mean, but it's weird. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I just yeah. like blew it. Well, you already knew the wives were texting, so you probably wasn't top of mind. Yeah, but I don't want it to be on them. Right. Yeah. But I also want to make my own dad friends. I mean, Jess is, 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 is got pretty good taste, but that would, I would be concerned. I, I mean, your whole relationship, you're getting, you're becoming friends with people your wife likes. Right. So I want to make some of my own. Right. So if there are any cool dads out there, hit me up. Yeah. Uh, for but your those, baby has to be born exactly. For those not watching on YouTube, uh, Matt made the symbol for phone call that only, I think, a Gen X still makes. You ever see those videos? Hero. Peace, bro. <laughs> or should I say, <laughs> you can go. <laughs> yeah. You, you have the right of way. You ever see those videos where they're, they're asking like a 13-year-old, like, how do you say phone call? How do they say it? It's holding an iPhone oh. up to their head. How do you say, pick a picture? How do you say, take a picture? Miming. Yeah, you go like this. They, they, they do like this. Oh, they, they do like this. Making like a selfie. Oh, so how do you do a picture? It's not this. It's... Yeah, I mean, for our, for our listeners. And there's no... Yeah. There's no click. There's no click. Uh, should we take a listener question? Yeah. Asking for a friend. All right, guys, this is asking for a friend. Send us your listener questions, your ethical dilemmas, your friendship problems, and we will try to solve them on the pod. You can find us on Instagram, man of the year podcast, or you can message me or Matt individually and we will anonymize it. So you don't have to worry about blowing anybody's spot up. Matt, what do we have? So this was a parent friend, couple friend question, which I thought was pretty relevant for this episode. So this person asked, we have a long time couple friend, yeah, but their kids just started school and are going to another school and they're making a lot of friends there and they're making all these plans and we're seeing them doing all this fun stuff and pictures. And we feel like, why aren't we getting invited to these things? And they kind of just are like, oh, it's a school thing, but it doesn't feel like it's just a school thing. Mm. So should we confront them about it or should we just let it go? Or is there anything that we can do? The school things. And now I'm, I'm, we're both sort of out of, this is outside of our expertise. Right. Because when we were at Fireball Adams' uh, kid's birthday, yeah. there were a couple of couples that were going to, what do they call them? Galas? Galas. G galas or galas? I say gala. I think it's. Gala. Gala. But we'll I think, I think my, my poor upbringing yeah. makes me want to say gala. 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 Um, I think it's gala. First of all, do we ever give money to our public school? Taxes. That's the money. Yeah. But I, th I think tax, Kiro, it's called taxes. But one of the couple property taxes. <laughs> one of the couple is going to a public school. One of the couple is going to a private school. They're both going to galas. Are they not? Are the schools not funded? Oh, the public schools have galas? Yeah. You know what we had? 
bake sale. <laughs> no, no, but don't you, you know what our gala was? A big sale. No, but don't you think it's weirder that the private school also has galas? They already have no, the, the private schools. That's how they raise all their money. That's how my brother ended up with the auction, big auction. Oh. So we ended up with the all star game. Oh, yeah. So this listener thinks that basically their friends are kind of giving them the 86 and using, oh, it's a school thing as an excuse. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, we don't know because we don't have the full context, but what do you think in general about finding out about a party afterwards online? And then, you know, being told like, oh, this wasn't for you. It's kind of what we were talking about of like, should you be invited to the birthday thing? But also, were the other people there school people? If they're all school people. Right. If they are all school people, it's a school thing, right? But if it's happening multiple times, right? If it's like, oh, I'm not getting invited out anymore. Are non-school people not allowed to go to school things? No, they're not. What does he say in school ties? Come out. What does he say? In school ties? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we scream. Friend or face screaming at the window. Yeah, I don't remember. Wow, I did a fucking yeah. No, thing. obviously, if it's a school sponsored right. event, you have no business right. being upset. Right. But if it's not a school sanctioned thing, if it's like, oh, a bunch of parents from our school are getting together at my house. Right. Well, I think that's really where we're getting into. This is a valid question for our listeners, for our fans, for our community to go. You know, how do we establish boundaries of you know not making our friends who are not in our school friend circle feel bad about? Hey, there's a party in my backyard and my good friend isn't invited. What's going on? I think that's really what this question boils down to. Well, if it's just, if it literally is a school thing and no one's doing anything untoward, right. then the party thrower may want to say something to the beforehand. Non- Maybe that's the best thing to do. I don't know, but then every time, I don't know, is that, is that, over is that overly micromanaging? sensitive? Right. Is that micromanaging? But like, if you are close with somebody- Let me put it this way. If you had a party in your backyard for your preschool, and but it was kind of a big party, would you tell me about it? Maybe, right? Because if it looks like, I'm saying, if to the public facing eye, it looks like I just had a party and didn't invite you, that would make people feel bad, right? I think that's really what this question boils down to, right? If you are having a party that's going to look like just any old party at your house, and- one of your good friends doesn't get invited. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, it was a school thing. And then that happens like three more times. You may start feeling that. I'm not sure about this one. Yeah. I mean, you're, you have every right to have different groups of friends for sure. And you have every right to have, to entertain it's your school friends. It's weird to proactively tell someone you're not invited to something. Although twice in my life, I've been told I've not been invited to a wedding. Okay. And how did you feel about that? It's kind of I like a relevant. It. It's kind of a relevant. I respected it. You respect like, it. listen, like, you have limited, like, you know, and I was definitely a bubble person. Right. I'm definitely still friends with at least one of those people. Good friends. So I think on the one hand, there is a level of respect to saying to your good friends, like, listen, I've got some parties coming up just so you know, they're like school things. Right. I'm going to be having people at the house. Yeah. But we should also, maybe you should also, in the context of doing that, if you're going to go that route, if you have a friend who's a little sensitive about it, like, but- you know, I want to see you. I feel like I'm, I haven't seen you yeah, enough. That's true. And I, you know, I, I have a lot of school stuff going on. You know how it is. Right. Um, but I, you know, I value your friendship. I think it's like maybe just about communicating that you value this other person's friendship too. I mean, you should make some plans that are not school things only. Right. Cause I do think that's a trap that a lot of parents fall into yeah. with their friendships. Parent trap. Parent trap. The parent trap. Yeah. That's what it was about. That's what it was about. Yeah. These parents who got all these new school friends and then they're Non-school friends who were much cooler got ditched. <laughs> yeah. So I was saying, I think if you communicate to your friends and make the time for them, I think that's the other part. It's like, hey, let's look at this holistically. 
are you act have you actually you know decided that your school friends are the people that you want to spend your time with because that's another thing like maybe that's friendship ship maybe i'm going to ditch you maybe this wasn't a listener question it was me telling you, <laughs> you. the listener was you you and i'm going to trade you in for dad friends which and i've said i was going to do listen it's been a good run been a great run and how do you feel about the invite the person who was snubbed for lack of a better word saying something to the person like hey like what's up you know i think in friendship as we've always said it's better to communicate even if you are sensitive yeah. I mean, maybe you are being overly sensitive but that's okay to communicate that i think it's better to be overly sensitive and communicate rather than just bottling it up right having a passive aggressive thing linger the solution is if you are the party thrower be mindful of people you're not inviting either make sure you're making plans with them independently or proactively say something like, Hey, I've been to a lot of stuff at the house. It's just been school people. It's better to over communicate than under communicate. Correct. Asking for a friend. Guys, that was asking for a friend. If you have any questions, send them in and we'll answer them on the pod. So Matt, we're going to do a new segment. We've already sort of been doing it. Follow-ups and fact checks with producer Theo, but can we beat that? Can we beat that title as a segment? Follow-ups and fact checks. Yeah, we got to do better than follow-ups and fact checks. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So, no, so sorry. angry. Yeah, no. I mean, something that like rhyme like Theo is a hard name. Thel Theo's, his name is Thelonious. Right. Erroneous like, with Erroneous with Thelonious. Ah! Erroneous, Erroneous with Thelonious. Sometimes I just think we're geniuses. Holy cow. Yeah. What do you have for All right, us? Erroneous with Thelonious. What do we got? So the American pronunciation is gala. The British is more gala. But it I've also seen it pronounced American gala at times. So what about gala? Wow. Is that just my trash version? Ga I thought Gala. Gala so not, is the American pronunciation. No. What'd you just say? What's the gala. first thing you said? Gala. You said, oh, no. gala, gala. I thought gala. It's gala for American. Not gala. No, but I'm. No, you're saying gala. Gala, saying gala, and gala. What am I saying? Gala. There's gala, gala, and gala. G-A-L-U-H. Gala. Okay. That's is the, the American. Okay. No. The British the, add an extra A, so it's gala. Okay. And gala. Then, I did see one video say Americans sometimes pronounce it gala. gala. That's just some upper crust shit. No, that's that's that. people who think they're being okay. upper crust oh. and they don't even know that it's not British. Got it. Yeah, that's the people who just watch like Downtown, Downtown Abbey yeah, yeah, and get yeah. it wrong. All right, well, that was our first edition of Erroneous with, with Thelonious. Thelonious. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, what did we learn today? For me, I learned that sometimes people send you a note saying, hey, I know a person that's going to be where you are, maybe you should look them up. Maybe this can be helpful for you. And frequently that turns out to be hugely helpful. So my friend Jeff, our friend Jeff, just sent a note saying, hey, Robin's going to be in the hospital if you want to look her up. Like, I didn't think that that was going to be a critical thing, but it ended up being super critical for Jesse to even get through this. I was going to say, I don't even know that she would have done the C-section if Robin wasn't there. Should Jeff have reached out to Robin? What do you mean? Like you had to reach out to her. No, no, no. Jeff gave me her info. I asked him to give me her okay, info. Okay, okay. But instead, he, he could have texted her and be like, hey, man. No, I'm sure he did. Oh, okay, I'm sure it. he did. But he I said, you know, please give me her info. Double opt in. He talked yeah, to Robin. Yeah, it was amazing. But I just, think, I just think for our podcast, it's so important to remember that if you have a way that you can help somebody, you may think it's minor. It may turn out to be so huge for them. Like you have no idea how grateful we are to Robin for what we went through and her being there. And also to that end, to Jeff for that. I think I learned as the kidless person in the group, you know, guys, don't forget about us. You can invite us to the kid's birthday party. Just, you know, 
let us know we're not obligated or maybe we are obligated, but you know, the friendless kid, the kinless friend, like we still want to be included. Friendless kid. That's sad. <laughs> I, I hope Brenner isn't friendless. Listen, you, you know what friendless kids grow up to be? Kidless friends. Oh. Yeah. You know, yeah. Brenner, Brenner's never going to be a friendless kid. You know why? Because we have a swimming pool. Yeah, that's true. Mm. If you can't make friends, make, make, make a pool. Make a pool. Make a pool. And then you'll have friends. Yeah. Guys, that's our show. If you are a new father or a new mother or a new parent, send us your friend stories or dilemmas or what's been going on with you. Uh, make sure to follow us on socials. Be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love, Love you, buddy. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.